Whereas with pastel pencils, you've got to work hard at it. You've really got to work hard at it, but it shows. I've said it even on the videos many times. I say, this is hard, folks. But the fact that it's hard is making it really, really good. And that when you look at the end result, it's stunning. You're listening to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Hey, Dad. Hi, Steve. How are you? I'm very well. Yes, I'm, I'm uh, top of the world at the moment. Nice to have you back again a couple yeah. of weeks. Yeah, it's nice to be down as well. Yeah, nice, uh, nice weather. Nice time to be by, oh, uh, by the seaside. Very spring-like, isn't it? Yes, yes, particularly nice today. I was walking along the sands this morning. Beautiful along there. Yes. That's when you, you, you realise that, you know, you live in such a lovely place. Mm, mm. Um, so uh, if people caught our last episode, it was uh, a live recording that we did uh, last week. That's right. And uh, I put it out as a podcast, so I hope you've all had a chance to listen to that. It's quite a long one, um, an hour long. Yeah. Uh, something different from our usual schedule. There's a lot in it, though, Steve. I listened back to it, and uh, I, I realised that there was a, a, a lot of information there that uh, could be got. So if you haven't listened to it already, do so. Yeah, jump back and uh, and have a listen. So we're going to carry on doing our, our weekly show as you're listening to this today and we'll also be doing some more live uh, broadcasts as well in the future, won't we? We will indeed. Um, I've been checking out where we are in the podcast. We keep jumping in and out of the top 200 on iTunes. Oh, do we? Yeah, because you know we were saying about how our podcast downloads have like shot up yeah, all of a sudden. Yeah, amazing. Um, they, they, they continue to, to shoot up as well. I'm just amazed uh, at how many people are, are listening now. Um, but yeah, we keep diving in and out of that iTunes top 200 charts. Oh. Um, I, I'm just, I, I want us to get, you know, you get kind of a bit obsessed with it. And I keep looking at it and thinking, oh, can we make 172 or can we make 100? <laughs> and I think actually, I think the way they do it is on ratings. I think the way oh, they do, do they? it. Yeah, so mm. I think it's downloads plus ratings equals oh, where you get. I see. So if anyone does listen uh, through iTunes, it'd be really great if they could rate us, give mm. us a, a mm. rating, a review. Right. Um, because uh, I know we've got a lot of, lis- lot of listeners, and I think we've only got about 14, 15 ratings. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Reviews on the on the iTunes page. I see. Oh, get your finger out, folks. <laughs> <laughs> we need to go up them their charts. Yeah, yeah, so that's good. And one of the interesting things is the podcast that's getting a lot of uh, downloads at the moment is uh, 110 which is uh, drawing male portraits how interesting yeah 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 so that's a subject that obviously people are being drawn towards mm. as uh, as as a subject uh, and obviously that's a good podcast for, for you that can never, subject you can predict it can you steve you know we we talk about what we want to you know what I want to say on the podcast and what we're going to do, but and suddenly you get something like that that defies all logic and it yeah. shoots off the charts. There's probably not a lot out there on on male portraits. That might be why, mm. because we that was the first time we'd covered it, mm. wasn't it? Mm. Something mm. different that not not everyone would be able to get information on. That's right. Well, I, I will do more of those uh, in time. Because I, I, I agree. The problem is, of course, they don't look as good on someone's wall. You can put a, a pretty young lady on the wall and it looks good. But put a, 
an old man and it doesn't look so good what about a young man <laughs> not really does it no it does it's not got it the same effect the, no it doesn't have the same feel so consequently the drawing tends to be more uh for the female rather than the male what about drawing um uh children though male children boys Yes, boys. yes, that that uh, that's uh, a possibility. Because people mm. have got their children, grandchildren, mm. nieces and nephews, mm. and all the you know the, the children, the Victorian girls went down really well. They so did, a, yes. Maybe a, a boy and a girl might be a good. Mm. We'll see. We'll see how we go, Steve. Yeah, it's yes, just interesting just seeing the downloads and thinking, oh, that's mm. getting a lot of a mm. lot of downloads more than the the rest of them. That's right. I just wondered why that was. So uh, let's crack on with your emails uh, this week. We put up um, put up a blog on how colouring can reduce stress, and we we discussed it in our broadcast. That's didn't right, we, we did. Uh, well, Dale has uh, commented saying uh, stress. I, uh, yes, I am glad I found your site two years ago, as I was suffering from severe back pain. Drawing and helped enormously. And six months ago, I had back surgery and I'm super happy I had my drawing to help during recovery. I'm just getting to the point where I can stand up straight again and walk without a cane. Thank you for your fantastic... Thank, thank you for this fantastic website, Dale. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah. Yes. It's lovely to be able to help people like that. I mean, we, we do it for, uh, obviously, to help people draw, paint and so on. And we, we kind of overlook the therapeutic value of it all. But it is terribly thera- therapeutic. Even if you don't have a lot of stress in your life, it's it's fantastic to be able to lose yourself in in a pastime like this. Yeah, and it, as Dale said, you know, it helped him with his uh, recovery. So mm. I think it can help you if you're going through the time, or yeah. if you've gone, gone through something and you're recovering. Absolutely, I, can th- I think it can help in all sorts of. But it lifts the spirits, doesn't it? You yeah, know, it makes you feel good. Yeah, and that uh, is a wonderful way of recovering. Yeah, absolutely. So thanks, Dale. It's good feedback, and that's got a lot of attention. That that article, a lot of people have have commented on it. So uh, good. if yeah. you do get a chance, um, have a look at that article. Learn to draw and paint online by visiting colinbradleyart.co.uk. The next one is from Sharon. Dear Colin, I am so delighted to be a student of your online classroom. Your personal teaching style and wonderful videos continue to inspire me. While I have worked in acrylics and watercolour, the world of pastels is new and exciting for me. A lot of people coming from acrylics and watercolour recently, Mm, haven't they? strange. Mm. Yeah. Um, The world of pastels is new and exciting for me. My objective is to use your techniques to render a portrait of a Yorkshire terrier I love. I would be grateful for the advice on which pastel colours I should use on this portrait and where I might upload the photo for you to see. Thanks in advance for your assistance. So happy to be a member, Sharon. So, um, Sharon, I, I got back in touch with Sharon and asked her to email the picture to us because that's the best, that's best right. way. Our email is on, uh, well, my email is on the website. So if, yep. you, if you need to, if you are a member and you need to send any pictures across, you can do using the email on the website. And we created a blog for this, but I want to talk about it as well because this Yorkshire Terrier is not sort of your ordinary Yorkshire Terrier colours. Like, it's it's a different one to the one that you mm. did on the members' site. Yeah, traditionally, certainly in the UK, you 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 get the quite dark ochres and the Yorkshire Terriers with touches of the silvery colour. Uh, but this one really had the other opposite. Very light. Yeah, and, and the silvery look was very, very attractive. And uh, I did give uh, Jan the 
colours that I thought Sharon. would work. Oh, is it Sharon? Sharon. Oh, sorry, Sharon. <laughs> and um, I, the, the thing is, you've also got to look, whenever you're looking at animals, you've got two things to think about, or photographs of animals, you've got two things to think about. One is, has the photograph changed the colours somewhat? And it very often does. You get a bias one way or the other. So you mm. can have an exaggeration of colour. Uh, and the other thing is, with artistic licence, you can change colours subtly as well. So you've always got those two things. They're like aces up your sleeve, really. When you come to do a picture, I do. When I'm looking at a picture, I think, OK, I try to get as close as I can to the photograph because the photograph's all you've got usually. Uh, in fact, you've all, all you've got to rely on, unless it's your dog and you've got it lapping alongside you, you've, you've got to rely on the photographic reference. Now, in doing that, then it's best to stay as close as you can to that. And, and, but then the artistic license comes in when you can't quite match the colours. You get as close as you can. And I've never, ever had anybody complain with the pictures I used to do many years ago. I, I, when I did commission work, I never had anybody complain about it. Because you're, you're representing the dog as you see it, as an artist sees it. And so always keep those two things in mind when you're looking at uh, colours. But in that case, you could, you're fairly uh, close when you put the, the white on the ivory and then the greys. Now, it depends on which grey you use. You can use either the cool grey or the lighter grey and then the, the stronger grey to create the shadow and tonal values. Now, on top of that, you can also add colours like pink. And I think in that case, there was a tinge of pink in. So then add a little bit of pink in. And always a good idea to add some ochre. Now, that can be either the yellow ochre or the ready ochre. In this case, there was a... Quite a lot of that 186, 187 in, which is that. What are the colours? Well, it's, it's the terracotta-y colour. It's that uh, rich reddish ochre. Yeah. And those colours. And when you go down that road, then you're following with 283 and then the 177 for the very, very dark uh, areas. So it's quite a safe bet if you went down that road for uh, a Yorkshire terrier mm. and, and other dogs of uh, a similar kind. How do you get... It, I might be answering my own question here. So how do you get the, the silvery look if you're putting grey on? How do you stop it looking grey? Is it the other pinky mm. colours? Mm. Um, I'm just trying to wrap my head around because you, you look at it and it's a very light silvery colour. Mm. But um, how do you stop it looking... What's the technique for stopping, look, stopping it look like grey? Well, the, the technique is putting that, uh, the, the lighter grey in first. If you put white and ivory in, you're already giving it a slightly creamy look. Mm. So if you then put the light grey on either 270 if it's in the warmer side or you choose the warmer side or 230, probably 230 might be the better one because it's got a slight bluey hue to that. But if you're putting pink on top... And you can put pink on top of that. No, pink and It's blue. okay. Pink and grey go together very well. Yeah, that would work. doesn't matter uh, what grey. But gray. I wouldn't put the pink on straight away. I'd put the, the start with the, uh, the whites, ivory, greys. The darker grey, the 270 and the 233, if that was put on on top of the whites or the ivory, it wouldn't look so good. It would be too dark. But the fact that you've put it on top, and I always put it on top of the uh, lighter greys, then you cushion the effect of that grey. In other words, the grey acts as a darkening tool. Right. That stops it from being grey. 
so if you've got uh, that very light silvery kind of animal what background would you choose for that Oh, always a darker one. Mid, mid, when I say always a darker one, a mid-tone would probably be the better choice of the two. If you made it too dark, there'd be too much of a contrast between the silvery colour and grey. So probably a mid, mid-tone would be best. And again, you could start off there with either ivory or grey again. You could start off with grey. And uh, I'd use the same grey, like 230 if you were using 230 in the animal. And then you could add colours to that. You could add ochres to it. You can add greens to it. It's all sorts of colours you can add. Usually I pick things that complement the animal. So if you've got uh, an eye, particularly uh, interesting eye, then find some colours in that to use. Generally with dogs, you're looking at the ochres again. So it's the ochres. Ochre is a very, very, very popular colour. And it's one of my favourites, I think, of all, all of them because it kind of goes right across the board from portrait work, human portrait work, through to animals, through to landscape. It's always there, mm. hiding in the background. So if you've got the, the, the picture in it, it's got this silvery tone to it, but it's, it's also got some pink, pinkish tone to it. Mm. That's heading on the warm bias, is that right? Uh, not necessarily. Because if you're using the cool grey, you can... Pink, pink can be either way. It can swing either way. Right. Red goes the other way. If you're going red, you're, then you're going warm. Mm. But pink can be... It's like tilting the balance. A bit like uh, ochre is the same. It can tilt the balance one way or the other. You can put ochre on top of 230 comfortably. Right. As well as 270. So in the case of this picture, it's, it's not... It, you've, you've got a bit of flexibility as to which bias you mm. go down. Mm. Mm. You remember, too, that you're not putting on raw. None of these colours go on raw. They're tints that aid the colours you based. In this case, it's a very light silvery colour. So you're looking at the white and the ivory being the main colours. Mm. Then the grey goes in to give you the, uh, the uh, cushion for the stronger colours that need to go on. If you were to put the grey on, and I've seen it done, if you put grey on too soon, that can be harsh. So you've got to be careful there. But we've got so many examples now on our our website. You can see them, and I'm sure everybody has seen them, uh, in use in all sorts. And you can see what I'm saying to you now. You can say, oh, yes. And when you look at another picture that I do, you think, oh, that's what Colin was talking about. Mm. Once you understand the principles, it can be really really rewarding because you understand what you can achieve and yeah what effects you can achieve yeah it's getting an understanding of the past pencils and you can as only well do as... that by doing more and more project projects steve the more you do um i can't think of an occasion where i don't use ochre in any picture somewhere it's usually there i can't think of one offhand. yeah that I've used in, in recent years that I haven't used an oak of some kind, either 182, 183, or the 187. It's got to be an ochre of some kind in there. I can't see it to not be. Nature's yeah. like that. Right, okay, because they're, they're a colour that's used in mm. so many different yeah. subjects. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so would the technique, would, the, would looking at the Yorkshire Terrier picture, uh, would that be a good one to get the grasp of applying the pastel mm. and the technique because there was a very unique and it's on our promo video of you applying the fur the way you, you right. do uh, it's very difficult hair, it, it's hair. difficult Yorkshire terrors are difficult to do because you can't work on 
the light to dark principle as well. It's very difficult because you think, well, what if I've got a streak of light for going across all this dark fur I've just put in? Yeah. Well, the thing is you put that light fur in first and you work around the dark fur. Oh, that's hard. Of course it is. That's what makes it hard. But there are ways, as you can see, when you look at the website to know how it's actually done. Um, but interesting, you were coming from a, people were coming from acrylics. Now, the acrylic artist wouldn't have such a problem. He would be able to put that directly over the top. Uh, but it wouldn't look as good. It doesn't have the same... First of all, the acrylic artist would find it easy to do. Therefore, it would look as though it's been easy to do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's no... Uh, work involved a little bit too not basic but yeah, like sim- sim- simpler you'll, you'll get you've got it that's what i'm talking about whereas with pastel pencils you've got to work hard at it you've really got to work hard at it but it shows i've said it, it even on the videos many times i say this is hard folks but the fact that it's hard is making it really really good and that when you look at the end result it's stunning yeah because you, you it's would you say mainly with animals, the, the repetition of, of working at the fur and working probably, yeah. the working the colours in? I suppose yeah. and hair on portraits, I That's would imagine, right. is same exactly thing. the same. Same, same difference. Yeah. Any kind of hair or fur mm. takes takes a lot of layers and a lot of working. That's right. Um, but like you say, it shows because when you look at it, that's probably what gives it so much depth that's and right. realism because there's so much, um, so many strokes been put in. That's right, and. I've said this so many times, and I'll probably say it another hundred times before I'm through, that it's the challenge of doing that that keeps it going, keeps a spark of interest all the time. Every picture I do, every picture I take on, I I find something new in it. You wouldn't believe it's possible, but I still do. After 30 years, I can still find something new, something interesting, um, something waiting to be discovered almost. Mm. And it's great fun. It's great fun. It's what keeps me going, Steve. Mm. And the pastel pencils is the only one that does it. Watercolour, had I been carrying on watercolour for 30 years, I would have probably got bored of it by now. Mm. So when you're drawing animal hair and human hair, what's the difference between drawing one or the Uh, other? Generally speaking, um, it's, it's fineness. A human hair is very fine. Now, you could say, yes, well, so is a cat's hair. It's exactly the same. There's no difference. But with a cat or with animals, you can get away with clumps of hair, where with human hair, you can't do that so easily. You get a few individual. You can get problems like, especially if you've got um, maybe a medium-coloured background and you're putting dark hair on it, and then you want to put a few strands that, you know, instead of it looking like a, a wig... Or, or yeah, 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 Lego hair or yeah. something like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, you've got to you've got to bring a few hairs out. Now try doing that, making it look right. It's very difficult. To well, do. you wouldn't get the hairs quite looking no, against the background, would you? The reason is you can't get it fine enough. You cannot get a human hair fine enough with a pastel pencil. Or the only time you can get it fine enough is with a with a treble O or quadruple O gauge watercolor brush. That's the only way you'll do it, and you can't do that with pastel pencils. Right, a pastel pencil won't go fine enough. However, if you're very light with it, if you do it very lightly, you can get away with it. But that's what you're doing. You're getting away with it. You can't actually reproduce the fineness of the hair. Uh, so it it is. That's the only time when I sort of have a little bit of reservation 
But mm. it always looks good in the end and uh, people accept it. But the same thing could be applied to oil. You know, in the old days, the oil artists, they couldn't do it. They couldn't put a very fine hair. They couldn't do it. They couldn't they get it get it in. Just So they had to give the impression of that, which is what we do. So how do, how do you give the impression of, of fine hair? You give the impression by fine hair by the colours, usually, by the tones. And the other thing that's been a great innovation here is the... Uh, color shaper because what you can do with that you put the hair on and then you can smooth it down and by smoothing it down you give the impression that there's thousands of hairs in one section mm. but they look individual I it's see. just it's just an appearance so you can use the color shapers is that what yeah. you're saying oh yes of, color shapers to kind of blend well, you it can, but you've got to be careful effect. you mustn't over blend them but the danger with color shapers is you can over blend yeah if you, if you keep going everything goes into one and then you get one muddy mess what about a paper blender or Blending no, stump and no. stuff. That doesn't paper blend enough? It doesn't work at all. No, you can't work paper blender. So, Couldn't do it with a paper blender. So, what I used to do, tell you how I did it before you, I was, thought you were going to ask me, how did you do it before the colour shapers come along, Cole? I did. And the reason I could do it is I used the pencils to blend. To blend. I used to put a colour on, and uh, maybe I'd, I'd, if I'd had a sort of a medium coloured hair, uh, blondish hair, then I'd put the ochres on, the whites, the ochres on. Uh, the ivories on and then I put some dark in which would be either 182 or even the darker 283 would go on and then I would use the lighter colours that I've used ivory would be a really good one to actually smooth it back not pressed hard but very lightly over the top mm, almost like um, well I've done it in the kind brown of, bear in fact I did the same thing with the brown kind, bear kind of defies the idea of light to dark ah, yes well this is what I'm saying you've got, to be, you've got to know what you're doing when you do that I wouldn't want to do it now I, I prefer the colour shapers shape it makes that easier because you can mm. apply back over the top of the blend, blended oh, you can absolutely you can. to give it a bit more depth but I'm not going to tell everybody it's easy because it isn't no once again but they look great in your earlier portraits, the packs that you've done, they, they were before colour shapers, weren't they? That's right. So if people look at the... Perhaps if people were to compare and look on the... Look at the picture from one of your packs mm. and look at a picture mm. of one of your recent pictures, mm. they'll see the difference in their hair. They would do, yes. And I, I've, I've noticed it myself and seeing the kind of depth to the hair... It, it looks, it yeah. does, you know, still, still the effect is still there. Yes, that's right. But you're obviously, it's clear that you're able to put more on uh, in the mm. newer pictures to get uh, yes, that's right. a deeper effect. That's right. A clearer effect, I suppose. Yes. So how would you draw some someone that's got particularly fine hair, like really fine hair? Would, would you? No, you, you, you can't really do anything different, Steve. You've still got to do it the same way. You've got to rely on... Again, artistic license you have as a hair, as a portrait artist. If you look at some of the old paintings where they use oil, they couldn't do it then. No more than we could do it with a pastel pencil. Mm. But they used a paintbrush and the oil, and they used to drag the colour and drags the colours, and they yeah. used to do little tiny flicks of colour. And it's that gives you the impression of hair. But if you went right close up and put a magnifying on it, it wouldn't look... Anything like hair. There wouldn't be hundreds of no. strands, would there? No. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> so it's giving the impression of hair. Whatever you're doing, you've got to do that. And I've said it so many times that this is um, what I do. I, I cannot reproduce realism. I can't do it. I don't want to do it. 
what I want to do is create an impression of whatever I'm doing so that people, when they're looking, say, oh, what a beautiful portrait, or what a beautiful animal, or, you know, oh, I love the way the, the light shines on this. These are the things you're after, not, oh, gosh. How... Isn't that incredibly detailed, Isn't realistic? My... Yes, absolutely fantastic. Looks like a photo, mm. all those things, yeah. yeah that's right. So, um, the, so just to recap, the, a, a drawing of human hair is similar to a drawing of cat's hair, um, technique-wise. Mm. Yes, you probably could apply the same technique for it, but but you have to... Yeah. It's funny enough, if I was doing human hair, I would think I would think to myself, I'm doing human hair here. And as I think, so it works that way. Mm. If I was doing cat's fur, I would think, I'm doing cat's fur now, and I would think cat's fur. I used to say to my class, when you do something, think of it. Don't think, oh, this is similar to human hair, so I can do it the same as human hair. You're going to end up with human hair on a cat. <laughs> yeah. Because the, it's the thought process that goes on as you're doing something like that. You have to think. Live, breathe. The, 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 when I've got a picture and I'm doing a picture, I live and breathe that picture. Everything about that picture is as it should be. You know, the eyes, the, the hair, or the horses. I mean, typical of that, actually, with those horses that i did uh, recently on the plow scene those two horses if you really look at that again analyze it it was done in little bits i did a little bit here a little bit there a little bit there little... how did they end up with like that it's because i thought horses as i was doing it i i i, I was had them in my mind i mean i would know i was following reference pictures but i did have them in my mind when i was doing it therefore i could i could complete that picture almost like a jigsaw puzzle if you look at it, it was a little bit done there and a little mm. bit and then did a little bit of leg. And it wasn't done, it was done in segments. But still, if you looked at the whole thing, it looked whole. And I was amazed at those. But if you were to look at those, and I'm sure people possibly have already done so, uh, close up, really close up. So it filled, um, you know, a 47-inch TV screen <laughs> with one section of horse. You'll see that it's just bits. It's just blobs. Yeah. Yeah, it's just the way that it's. I, I use the pencils really to create that um, mm. fantastic effect that we've got on that. Mm. So think your subject. Think definitely. Whatever if you're you drawing do. cats for, think mm -hmm. cats for cats hair. Yep. If you're drawing human head, think human hair. And also have those things that I said in mind. That it's artistic license. You've got that. You are the artist, and you've also got to compromise a little bit on colour. You really have to. You cannot... Rep I've had people, uh, people email me and um, questions from you that we've done in blogs saying, I can't do this. You can do this. You have to work out a way of doing it. You can't. No, you're not going to do it exactly. I can't do it exactly. No way. I don't want to. I don't want to do it exactly. You might as well have a photograph like that. I want to give my impression, my artistic impression of it. And it's always that, that people... You know, um, just popped into my mind was the elephant that I did many, many years ago. I did a charging elephant, which we thought maybe we were going to do another one, weren't we, a similar, because it's... You can't get it now, because it's on, it's on the teaching art site. So we don't sell that as a video now. Um, 
people look at that and they say, oh, isn't that a fantastic charging elephant? They don't say, oh, I like the ears and I like the, I like the way he's got the, the side of the, the head or I've got, I like the eye. They don't look at that. They're looking at the, the impression of that elephant charging through the water. Mm. That's what you're after. That's the impact that you want. I mean, obviously, you have to take into account the the subtle shading and the effects that you want and you to a certain extent you have to be as detailed as you can or you dare but that's not what people see they see the whole mm. that's the impression i get when people look at the uh, horses and the two farmers in the mist i want them to look at the picture oh look at those fantastic horses or look at the way that mist is going. that's what i want people to see as artists, and obviously, I'm interested in giving people all that information that allows them to get to the point where they can create those uh, uh, effects. Mm. That's great. That's some good advice there for, mm. for people. Okay, well, we haven't got around to, to many of your questions, but we've, we've still got them on file. So keep them coming in, and we'll get, get around to them eventually. Um, if you want to send us your question, visit our website, colinbradleyart.co.uk, and click on the contact page at the top and get in touch with us via the form or through email. Um, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes um, to get each new episode of the podcast, including the recorded live broadcasts, um, sent straight to your iPad or iPhone or iPod or to your computer through iTunes. And as we mentioned in the beginning, if you could leave us a little rating, that would be wonderful as well. Okay, well, stay tuned for our next live broadcast. Not sure when that's going to be, when we've both got some time probably. Yeah, we're pretty busy. You've been very busy this week, haven't you, with your uh, your tour? Yep. Yeah, that's going, uh, that's going really well. Um, and uh, we'll leave it there for this week. So thanks everyone for listening. I'm Steve Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your week. week. You've been listening to Colin Bradley Artcast. Learn to draw and paint online at your own pace in your own home. For free courses and more information, visit colinbradleyart.co.uk. 